Welcome to Debt Free and IT. I'm your host, Mike. This podcast is for anyone who's interested to get into the IT field or looking to make their career change. If you know someone that sounds like someone you know, please share this episode with them. So in this episode, I'm going to go into my background story, a little bit of how I got into IT. Some of the main takeaways I want you to take from this story is that no matter what background you, you're in, uh, no matter your race or anything, as long as you put in that hard work, it's possible for anyone to get into the IT field. So me, my name's Mike, you know, 40 years old, been in the IT field going on 12 years. Uh, two of those years has been as an instructor. 10 years has been actually in the field, have different positions ranging from operations to help desk to desktop then to uh, networking. And now, like I said, I'm an instructor. So my story kind of starts back uh, growing up. You know, I always had an interest in tech, you know, whether it was uh, making copies of CDs, burning CDs, or, you know, anything tech-wise, tinkering, tearing things apart, putting it back together, uh, messing with PCs, you know, as a CD drive may go out. You know, instead of paying someone to fix it, you know, I take the CD drive out myself and then put a new one in and it works. Okay, cool. Then I started upgrading PCs myself. Then, you know, I started doing a little um, work on the side for folks, doing some virus removals, little small stuff. So, you know, coming up, you know, I was always a little smart kid, went to school, graduated. After graduation, never had no thoughts on going to college. Uh, the only thing in my mind was I wanted to graduate and go get a job. So back then, you know, I'm in the state of North Carolina. So back then, um, what was popular was we had like textile meals. So I graduated. Most of the people I knew worked in a textile meal. So I went ahead, put in an application at a textile meal, ended up getting the job. You know, I'm in the door. So this is around about. A little bit after the year 2000, maybe 2004, sometime around there. So, you know, I'm working in this textile mill. Then one day, this textile mill have a meeting with us, and they're like, they're shutting down. So they had this thing where by them shutting down, and I think uh, most of the plant, the operations of the plant was going to be moved to Mexico. So there was a program, I'm not sure if it's everywhere, but I knew it was was in North Carolina that was called... uh, WIA slash TIA. So this was a program through the Unemployment Office of North Carolina where if you worked at a job that shut down and I think they had to move so far away or something like that so that you would be eligible for the program. The way the program worked was whatever your financial aid didn't pay for at the college, the program would take care of the rest so you wouldn't have to worry about coming out of pocket. But some of the stipulations of the program was you had to be completed with the program in two years, no matter what. If you ain't completed in two years, everything else is out of your pocket. So, you know, during this time, I'm like, well, it gives me at least I get two years to not have to work. Because at the same time, you know, you, uh, you keep your unemployment and everything as long as you're going to school. So at the time, I'm like, well, it sounds like a win-win to me. So I ended up. Um, you had to go to a community college too also. So I ended up going to uh, one of the community colleges in the next town over from me. 
Um, back then, I didn't really know about IT. I just knew that my brother-in-law was in IT, and I knew that uh, he was doing pretty good for himself. So everyone was like, well, go do what he do. So I go to the community college. Uh, he was a programmer, so I'm like, okay, I'm going for programming. I go in there. At the time, the school had changed the their uh, curriculum from saying computer programming to game simulation, which uh, a lot of colleges that they offer now, game simulation. So I try to go for that. And uh, the state of North Carolina, they wouldn't approve me for game simulation. You know, they said I wouldn't be able to find a job in North Carolina after I graduate because it's only like at the time, I'm not sure how many it is now, but back then it was only like, Two or three companies that did gaming. I think one of them may have been um, may have been EA Sports. That's up in Raleigh, the Raleigh area. So my chances were slim as far as game simulation, or at least at that time. So on my way out, you know, I got to give them a uh, major that I'm going for. At, on that day, pretty much they they had a deadline where you had to tell them what you're going for. So on my way out, I ran into um, the Cisco networking instructor at the college. Uh, so. He stopped me. We're sitting there talking. You know, I tell him my situation. He was like, well, do you want to learn how to program these? You know, he take me in the classroom. They got the tw- 2900 routers, the 2960 switches. So I'm like, damn, I don't know how to program that. He's like, yo, do you know how to burn a CD? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, you, you can learn to program these. So I took his word for it. I went down to the business office. I said, yo, I'm going for networking and security. Not knowing what I was getting into. but Hey, I needed something to go for. So I ended up going for networking and security. Starts, uh, school starts, I'm coming to class. You know, it seems it's, it's getting kind of, you know, it's interesting to me. You know, it's the security part, you know, we talk about hacking. At that time, it wasn't real big and popular the way it is now. But we talk about hacking, you know, had to do a little um, project where we, we tried to hack into some things. So... That was was pretty cool. Then the, the networking was all Cisco classes. So it was the Cisco Networking Academy. And um, that probably what, what kind of changed my outcome there. Because that Cisco Networking Academy, at the time, it was very hard. I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I got good memorization. So with the configurations and everything, that stuff just stuck to me. Because after I did it a couple of times, I realized, oh, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then I started putting together what I'm doing, putting together the concepts with what I'm doing with the material in the class and, you know, the pieces coming together. So I'm starting to like this class. So this class, it was uh, four classes. So it lasted four semesters, a semester apiece. So when you finish the last class, it's pretty much time for you to graduate. So go through the first year, second year, I'm on my last semester, time for graduation. And um, my instructor comes in, and um, they found a way for us to take the certification exam. So I go in, take the certification exam. Then the first time I failed it, so like a week later, you know, and hats off to to my instructor at the time, you know, hats off to him because, you know, he kind of made it possible that that was the turning point my IT career because my last week he had it to where I could take it again and when I took it that second time I passed it 
So I passed it. This is back when Cisco would send out the little, uh, look like a driver's license or a little ID that says Cisco certified CCNA. It had your certification number and everything on it. So, you know, I'm keeping that thing in my wallet. This is this something to show off. You know, it didn't pull no girls or nothing, but it was something to show off. So, you know, I, I graduate with my CCNA. First job out of college, didn't take long to get. I had it pretty much before I graduated, was doing technical support for a phone company at the time. The, um, the phone company pretty much in a call center. I don't think that company is around no more. But um, needless to say, if anyone has worked in a call center, you kind of feel my pain because uh, those call centers are hell to work in. You know, so uh, that was the first job I actually quit without even having a backup plan. So I quit that job and didn't have no backup job or nothing to go to. I was uh, left without nothing, but I hated that job. So pretty much, you know, a call center environment, you're taking over 100 calls a day. You're speaking to people all over the world. Everything is timed. Uh, The time it takes you to get off the phone and get prepared for the next phone call, that's timed and graded. The time it takes for you, if you have an issue, when you put someone on hold, that's timed. The time, if you have to go to the restroom, that's timed, and you're given a report at the end of the day that showed how long you stayed in the restroom, how long it took you to get ready between calls. So, you know, it wasn't a uh, good good job for, for me. So needless to say, I quit within about two months. When I quit, my whole class that I came in with, which was a group of about 30 people, when I quit, we had about, eight to 10 people left. So everybody had pretty much quit. So that, that just shows how, how that call center is. The turnover rate is outrageous. So, you know, after um, I quit, I stay in the area for a little bit longer, looking for jobs, looking for jobs. You know, this time I, I know that I got a CCNA, so I'm searching jobs by the cert CCNA. You know, if it comes up in network engineer, I'm not knowing what I'm applying for. I'm not knowing the hierarchy of IT at the time. I apply for it. If it comes up senior engineer, I apply for it. If it comes up senior architect, if it has CCNA somewhere in the in the category, the description of the job, I applied for it. Needless to say, I didn't get no callbacks. So what ended up happening is I go to a local temp service. Uh, well, it's a, a bit temp service, uh, Robert Half. I go to Robert Half in the area, go to the receptionist, tell her, hey, I got my CCNA. You know, looking for a job. She like, oh, dang. One of the recruiters that's left and went on his lunch break is looking for someone with a CCNA. So you'll probably be a good fit for the position. I'm like, cool. I leave my information. She tell me she's going to have the guy give me a call. I go home. No one calls. Uh, maybe out there a day or two later, I give them a call. I get the receptionist. I'm like, hey, I came there a couple of days ago. You know, I spoke to somebody, yada, yada, told them I had a CCNA. They were like, oh, was it, um, they named the day I went. I was like, yes. Like, oh, we fired her. And they didn't give me nothing else. They didn't say, oh, let me find somebody for you to talk to. They didn't say nothing. They said, we fired her and pretty much got quiet. They were like, oh, okay. And they were like, well, you have a nice day. So that was that. So I'm still stuck in stuck in the water, no job, still looking. Um, by this time, I ended up 
moving back to my hometown, uh, still throwing out applications, needed some kind of income. So I ended up going to a uh, going back in retail. So I worked retail at a uh, a company that sells car parts. So I worked there. It was a uh, advanced auto. You know, no no need to hide it. It was uh, advanced auto. Worked at advanced auto. Everything was cool. Loved the people I met. You know, cool job. You know, pay wasn't all that, but it was fun being around the people I met. So working there. And at the same time, I'm still throwing my resume out there, still not knowing who to target. But I know that, okay, I can get a call center job. I don't really want it. But if it's a call center job that looks like it may lead to something else, I may go ahead and try to jump on it. So I'm applying for those roles, still applying for the network engineer, networking, network architect, anything network with a CCNA, I'm applying for it. So still doing that. So. Um, Probably a couple of years later, I ended up getting a call, and it was at a local hospital. And at the time, I didn't even know the job I had applied for. I'm thinking I'm gonna go there, and know uh, they're probably gonna have me cleaning up. They're probably gonna have me sweeping the floors or something. I'm like, yo, I I applied for anything. So I go on the interview. You know, we talking. Then I'm, I'm figuring out that oh, this a this a IT position, okay? You tell me about it. Oh, you'll be operations, ops, you know, you're doing this. So he take me in the data center. I'm looking like, you know, my mind blown. You know, I ain't never been in a data center. He's like, yeah, this is where you, you'll be at. You'll be monitoring things. You'll be running backups. So around this time, I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed, really. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but I'm agreeing to everything. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So, you know, go through the interview process. Ended up getting the job, uh, got the job. From the first get-go, I didn't really like the job, but pretty much uh, friends and family had to talk me out of quitting pretty much every weekend because I was on a weekend shift. Pretty much I came in um, 11 at night and didn't leave till like 12 the next day. And when I came in, it, I was the only person there. So when second shift leave, when my second shift operator left and said, hey, have a nice weekend, I didn't see nobody till the next day at 12. So pretty much, you know, I'm taking calls from physicians. I'm taking calls from this person, that person. The only thing in my mind is I'm praying, please don't let anything go down while I'm here. And needless to say, you don't get what you ask for. So pretty much a couple weekends, I would go in there and everything be going smooth. Next day, I know three o'clock hit my screen while I monitor the interfaces. They're just red, red, red. Phone cues lit up. I'm like, dang, everything's down. I got to call and wake up people. So, you know, it, it was um, uh, some, some tough times. So uh, I always refer to it as if anyone has saw the movie Any Given Sunday, when Jamie Foxx was made the starting quarterback, how he used to throw up every time before the game. That pretty much with me. Every night before my shift, I would throw up. That's how nervous I was. So, like I said, family members had to talk me out of quitting for a while. Every weekend, I'm ready, I'm ready to quit. Uh, so I stick with the job. Get used to working under pressure. Getting used to the systems and everything where, you know, I know it like second nature. Now I can stop it. You know, I can call someone when I see, it, see the issue about to start happening. Instead of uh, waiting till... Everything has started going downhill. So 
getting pretty good in the position, getting comfortable working under pressure. So um, I ended up, one of my buddies moved to help desk. So shortly after, I went to help desk too. Around this time, I probably done been there about three, four years, so I probably should have been moved. But I kind of uh, slowed myself to slow my own growth because I was hesitant to move to another position with more responsibility at the time, even though it meant more pay, but I was comfortable with where I was at, but even though I still hated the job. So I ended up moving to operations and, um, I mean, moving to help desk along with my buddy. Um, and one thing before I get into the help desk role, but from the operations role, that's where I pretty much learned the hierarchy of the IT infrastructure. That's when I got there because you have people on call and I'm seeing the different departments. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is what they do. Okay, this is an entry-level position for network, a network technician. That's what I should have been applying for. Okay, the next step up from a technician will be a network analyst. That's what I should have been applying for. Okay, a step up from an analyst is an engineer. Step up from engineer, senior engineer. Then if you had a position that goes higher than that, most likely it's probably going to be an architect or some something of that type. So I learned what I should have been targeting. So, okay, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm learning some things now. Working in a big enterprise environment. So I move up to help desk. Didn't stay at help desk no longer than probably about six months. Six months come, I moved down to desktop. So the, the manager in desktop, you know, he told me he may have some positions coming open if I was interested. I went to it. So when I got in desktop, that's when I tell everyone I fell in love with IT. You know, I, I like that desktop position. You had freedom. You didn't have no calls coming in. You didn't have them phones unless you're talking to somebody one-on-one or something. So it, it was much laid back. You know, you had issues that was off, off campus. You might you get a chance to leave campus. You know, you, you was uh, pretty much almost like your own boss. You know, you worked on the ticketing queue. You know, you made sure your job got done. You know, you could kind of pace yourself. So that's when I started falling in love back with IT. So around this time, excuse me, still don't have no interest in getting back to networking or anything. Now, the networking stuff is still with me. I still, I don't know how, but I still knew how to subnet. I still knew how to spot out if an IP address was on the wrong network. So I still knew things in IT. I still knew the I still knew the networking stuff. So um, you know, one of the managers in networking, you know, hats off to him. He he um, you know, he knew I was had been certified, you know, things like that. And um he um you know he he pushed me to apply for not not just for networking, but for other roles that was higher than where I was at. You know, keep moving forward. You know, one of his famous things, I don't know if it's his quote, I think somebody else quote, but he used to tell me all the time. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. So that that stuck with me. So finally, a networking position come open. I moved to that networking position. I'm there like two years. I, f- I found out, yo, it's not as rough as I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass because I'm thinking, dang, if I would have moved up when I got here 10, 11 years ago, I ain't no telling where I would be now. I'd probably be a senior engineer or that senior architect that I once was applying for. So, you know, I um, stay at that position about two years, uh, get my networking skill set up. You know, I'm pretty good at troubleshooting, things of that nature. You know, some of your networking stuff, uh, mainly still the certification I got was the CCNA again. 
Uh, so then I happened to see a position open as an instructor that piqued my interest. So I went ahead and tried to go for that. So, you know, that brings me to the current spot where I'm at now. You know, I'm a net, I'm an instructor full time. You know, this podcast is, uh, you know, like a part time hobby for me right now. Uh, but I kind of I wanted to do this podcast because, you know, you hear a lot of stuff online. Uh, people make it people make it seem easy, which, um, you know, it's not easy, but it's not terribly hard either. But, you know, you hear some people, they make it seem like in three weeks you can go from zero to hero and make six figures and all that, which not saying it's impossible, but, uh, you know, it's it's not that easy either. So hopefully, you know, I can you someone will be able to use this podcast as a guide, you know, to for them to get into the, their IT career. Or maybe uh, see what route they want to go. So, you know, if you have any questions or comments regarding to IT, you know, please uh, send them to me. You know, you can follow me on YouTube. Please smash that like button, like and subscribe, share it, tell a friend, you know, at Debt Free and IT with Mike. And also you can email me at Debt Free and IT at Gmail. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Debt Free and IT. So um, that wraps up this episode. Like I said, if uh, you have any questions or comments, please let me know. And I'll see you next week. Peace.